following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. So, um, I'm getting a little lazy in my old age. So, um, I'm going to use, this is a new book I mentioned it last time. It's a 10-volume set from Dr. Steinberg. It's called Harifuab. Um, and basically what he, what this doctor wrote, who um, you know, has been to Houston many times, he, it's a Shulchan Aruch, it's a code of Jewish law in all areas of medicine. Um, and he, it's a compilation really, but he put it in a very concise form, the bottom line halacha. And this he has on every t- single topic out there, contemporary topics, all contemporary, and he puts it all together. So, so he has... So there's a halacha, um, which even though tonight, today's Tainat Esther, as we know, it's a fast day, and then there's, um, tomorrow is Purim, tonight is Purim, um, but there's not much on Purim besides getting drunk about, related to medicine, which we did that topic already, so um, we're not going to discuss that, but he, so there's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch, which says that Shloshim Yom Kodum Achat, 30 days before the holiday, is supposed to prepare start preparing for the holiday. So as we know, Purim is exactly 30 days before Pesach. Purim is on y- the 14th of Adar. Pesach is, uh, begins on the 14th of Nisan, really the 15th, but the night, um, Erev Pesach is the 14th of Nisan. So tonight is actually exactly 30 days before Pesach. So we, we are going to begin learning some of the laws of Passover related to um, doctors and patients. Pretty smooth segue there. <laughs> I think <laughs> all women know that it's oh, This is going to be available in English. Yeah. Hopefully, this will be available in English this, hopefully in a year or watching so. Watching what they bring in. Hmm. Yes. Or at least I do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. 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 In English and psychology. Thirty days, you got to start getting rid of the uh, guy Steinberg. Well, I start usually and, um, two months. I wrote to him. But, it's pushing it. That's a lot. It's not helpful to me. <laughs> I'm an ignoramus. I don't really need anything. He said, I'm lucky for you, uh, this guy named Fred Rosner is working on translation. Oh. Or Fred Rosner is doing a conservative around. one now. Because yeah, around for a really long time. Yeah, he does I not. Like he had a stroke. He's still doing it. I was shocked to hear it. He, he does all his translations. That's good. Okay. And it's, it's, I can eliminate almost everything of my diet if I go Ashkenazic. It's. So the first thing we're going to talk all about all that. The first thing is he, he starts discussing. Um, actually, this is a little known halacha. People don't know this. The fast of the firstborn is erev Pesach. Um, that means because, as we know, the tenth plague was makat bechorot, uh, the firstborn were killed. So if you're firstborn, um, is the it a firstborn is child or firstborn son. Firstborn son. So I said so now, if the son, if there's a daughter born no. first, then the son isn't firstborn. Right. Exactly. No, they're first for some daughter. reason the they're called. It's called the. It's feminine. I don't know why. Uh, good question. I don't know. That's not my area of expertise. Um, grammar. I don't know grammar. Um, so if you have an older sister, you're not the firstborn exactly. son. Right. Exactly. Yeah, or if you lose your first child, you're going to talk about that. If you lose still your first born. <laughs> stillborn, live child. I lost so my first way. child that was that lived for several hours. Either way, even a stillborn was female. Female. 
So we're going to talk about it in a second. We'll talk about it. That's a good question. So the, so anyway, there's, there's something called Tanat Bicharim. Tanit Bicharim, which means the fast of the firstborn, which takes place on Erev Pesach. There is a good loophole, which is that if you make a siyam, if you complete the tractate, uh, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, Rod Ra- 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 always sponsors that, and, and I always, always set it up. The coffee and the. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he does a see him? Yeah. Yes, we always do. It's a party. He's on the way, he said he'll be here at 820. It's late. So it says, so So the question is, so there's a, so that's what he begins with here. Um, so he talks about here um, what happens, and this is relevant to really every fast as today. Bechor Shiyeshlo Tsar Vichol. He says, if a Bechor. So we're on the top of the page, yeah? Yeah. See there on the right side. Tanit Bechorim. So it says, Bechor Shiyeshlo Tsar Vicholi. Bechor that has pain or some type of illness. Even a minor illness. I feel Chash Berosho Obeinav. He has a headache or a eye ache. Pater Mitan is Bechorim. Erev Pesach. So he's exempt. So this is one that obviously is a very minor fast. It's not like Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, by the way, is the only biblical fast. All other fasts are rabbinical. Okay, the, the point of this fast here, obviously, is because um, all firstborn were killed, except the Jewish firstborn, so to commemorate that. So the firstborn technically has to thank Hashem that he wasn't uh, included in that, in that plague. That's really the purpose. But he says it's a very minor fast, and therefore any little um, ache or pain that you have, okay, so if you, you're, not, you're not feeling, he says you have a headache, that's, that exempts you from the fast. Okay. I Shane. Must ha- have you stated it's only for males? Yeah. Firstborn. Okay. Well, yeah. well, I can understand why they might have done that. Uh, a woman, Eric Pesach, <laughs> sort of has a bit of work to do. Yeah, and well, if she even, was fasting, today even the men she work on really be able to do it. Today even the men. Um, yeah, it's a sexist thing. Yeah. Because um, men don't don't. Um, help. Today they do. Today well, that's today. A sexist they do. That you just made. I know it is. For both of them. Today, men help. Women have. uh, Didn't help me at all. (laughs) Women make the men help today. Or if it's very hard for him. After the tainus, meaning some people after they fast, so you have to go slowly. You start eating a full meal. The problem is if you fast on Erev Pesach and then at night you're going to have your matzah and then mar stomach might not uh, be able to handle that so well. So he says that's also an excuse, that's also a reason not to fast. He says if, if by fasting he won't be able to eat except light things at night. Um, if the first thing, as we know, you're eating right, right after the fast, because the fast technically goes till, uh, till uh, sunset, till mm-hmm. past sunset, till Seita Kochavim, which is uh, when the nightfall begins. So that means the first thing you're going to be eating after your fast is four cups of wine, mm. marah, and matzah. All things that are not very good on the stomach. So he says if that's the case, meaning the person is not going to be able to fulfill his mitzvah, and we know it's a biblical commandment to eat the matzah. So then he says, of course, he shouldn't fast either. That would be mutav It's better he should not fast. Kideshi kayem mitzvah kitukunam that he should fulfill his obligation of, of eating the matzah and the four cups, which is according to most only rabbinical, and Mara today is also only rabbinical, even though it's a biblical commandment, but it's only at the time when they had the carbon Pesach. 
they had the uh, Paschal lamb sacrifice. Mm. So he says, so if by fasting, the Bechor fasting on Erev Pesach, he won't be able to fulfill his other mitzvot, his biblical commandments, or even rabbinical commandments at night, properly, kamaka, so it's better not to fast. Tov rak mini tagima. It's, um, um, it's possible he should only eat uh, minor, different types of, uh, you know, less things on Erev Pesach, even if he breaks his fast. If you're a normal, strapping, healthy bocher and fast, even you will feel a little upset eating all the matzah and drinking all the wine. I mean, it's hard to you do after everyone. you've been fasting, right. for even a healthy it's fast, person. It's, fa- so it's no hard to do even fast. if you're not fasting. <laughs> That's right. So you add a burden. Why do the, the rabbis add a burden to fulfilling this? That's the jobs of rabbis. You like adding add burdens. burdens. Add burdens. But so what's no, the, what's the but, but it's a good point. So, so you mean, listen, that's why the custom is we do a siyum, and that can, you know, it's the oh, so it's get out of jail free. Okay. Yeah, it's a get out of jail free card. Um, so, what's the culture? Are they bachers macho and say, oh, "I'm going to fast," or they say, "I'm going to do a siyum"? No. So, everyone today, it's standard procedure is there's a siyum in the shul. Okay. The rabbi, actually, the rabbi just asked me, "Can I, am I make, can I do a siyum or anything?" I told him no, but. Uh, I'm saying it's the standard procedure. Every shul in you know has a siyum, and then the you just show up. Um, as a matter of fact, by the way, it's interesting halacha that if your son is a bachar and he's a minor, you're supposed to fast. The father fasts for the son. Well, so even if the father's not a bachar, so Ron, I don't know if he's a bachar, but his son, he has a, one yeah. son who's a bachar. So then. You you still have to fa- you have to fast for your son, but again, so then you just do the see him. See him as the get out of jail free card. All right. So I've got a question on yeah. that because we obviously we have about thirty six people that come to it, uh, relatively speaking. They used to be. What what about the rest of the congregation that doesn't yeah, come? Are they considered as having data because we have the thirty six? Actually no, but there's no need for them to the do same. it. It's only, it's only obligatory on a Bukhar. So the person's not a Bukhar, then they could partake in the party. Right, but you say so you have a party. number. We, we have, obviously not all 36 are firstborn, but some of them are. What about the firstborn or the rest of the congregation? Do they get credit because there's If the they're at the party. No, no, I meant if they're, if they're not home, at the party. If no, they're then home. it doesn't work. they got to be... Their exemption is when they participate in a completion of a tract. Okay. There's no virtual Exciting. seal. Right, right. Can you see uh, actually, actually not. If you could do it live, so I had this question, because my brother, what's the case? My brother lives in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. He was he was doing a seum on something. Um, and the question was, I forgot exactly the question, but I asked the... Uh, it could work a virtual, meaning as if you if you see it live stream it and participate, that works. Okay, that could work. That's why I asked the question about it. Actually, what about Skype? Not for Bukhar, but What about a Skype? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the same thing. Okay. That's live stream. Now, what about uh, can you do your own seum by yourself? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the best. It's really, I mean, honestly, listen, I'm not. Could get the whole point is why does a seum work? Talking about seeing b'chorot, we missed it. You have to fast. Chorot, you mean? Your personal obligation. It's awesome Hebrew. So yeah, why is that? 
you just asked the question. You know why it's Bechorot, not Bechorim? Because it was actually the firstborn daughters that were saved, but you can't have that. Um, I don't know why. So do you fast, or not, you don't fast, but it's him. It's for you or for Avi? For both? Both, and my dad. Yeah, double. So you gotta, All three. Well, we have you got to make three Siyum. Yeah. It's very complicated, yeah. Because we don't know what we're going to do if we wait that extra hour before we can eat for the Siyum. It's very complicated. All right, so anyway, so I was saying, so it's standard procedure today, so, but the point is, it's better if you do the Siyum because, because really, honestly, let's say I go to someone else, finish the book, like, it's not, I'm not really so happy. Right. The exemption is because of the Simcha. Technically, so I'm participating in your simple. But really, if Ron finishes, if Ron finishes something, I'll be very happy. But if you finish, you know, I'm not. I don't really feel the happiness. I don't feel the love. If uh, I'm saying if you're finishing it, so that's for the real simple. That's the real simple. There's an exemption, you know. If someone's doing a siyum, so then everyone can feel, everyone can join in his simple. The exemption is a simple. I mean, you get yeah. fast. Meaning because there's an obligation to. Make a party when you finish a when you finish a tractate or something of significance. Could be a navi, a book of the navi. It has to be something of significance. Can't just be a read, you know. So you can either fast or have a party. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. When you that finish a tractate, a there's no fasting. The point is that trumps the fasting. That's the. I, know, I understand, but, but that does seem a little counterintuitive. Happiness trumps the fasting. Um, meaning it's a question now, I finished the track, so what do I, I do? Should I or have a party? Can you have a seum <laughs> for No, but, but it's not easy to finish, to finish something significant. Can you That's have a seum for Tani Dester or just No, no, it's one. only Bechorot that it works for. You can't do Yom Kippur, you can't say, <laughs> let's uh, do a seum, and it doesn't work. Well, there are places in Yom Kippur, you, you, you do have fast, yes. Yeah, but I'm saying this does not trump. That so the point is this, because like he's saying, it's Arab Pesach, people are Get stressed out as it is. People are stressed. Yeah. And, and so the point is that we gave, gave him a get-out-of-jail-free card, which is the, the seam. But, but mega seam is not easy. Like like most shuls today do it, but like in my shul, the rabbi just said, can you when do they usually do it? What time finish? of day? Oh, I have to shachar. So okay, that's why so it's so immediate. The I serve breakfast. Do it for Memphis, serve breakfast and that's it. Yeah. Right, there's no point in uh, well, that's what I'm asking. So he says an interesting thing here, meaning let's say, like we're saying, it's a very easy, um, lenient fast. Not easy is the wrong word. Lenient that we try to get you out of it. So let's say, and we said if you have a headache, that's sufficient reason you don't have to fast. But let's say the guy had a headache, does he still have to participate in a seum? That's his question. So he says... So he says that... Uh, he says no. He says, he says yes. Just because you had a headache, the headache gets you out of fasting, but... If there's a CM, you still should go to the CM and, uh, and Morning. do that. It's late, many, many. It's never late. You're perfectly on time. It's a good excuse. Stop for coffee or you... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's number one. So now he gets into this question of what happens, as we discussed in the past. I've got one for it. I got one. Yeah, I got one. You want me to read 54? Steinberg's new book. No. No, we'll share. We'll share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he says uh, he says the law, what happens the, the question is defining Bukhara we did this many years ago because it's really relevant also to the redemption of Bukhara, of a firstborn you're firstborn? you're firstborn? I'm my firstborn no okay good um, so the question is what happens if there was a if the child was born cesarean okay is that considered Firstborn, because when the, when it comes to the halacha of the redeeming a firstborn, there's another halacha of redeeming a firstborn. So the Torah says very clearly, it, the language used in the Torah in Parshat Bo is 
which is, by the way, also the same, connected to the same concept, which is because there was the plague of the firstborn, so that's why we redeem all firstborns, because they owe, they really uh, belong to Hashem, it says. All firstborns belong to God, so to speak, because God saved them and did not um, smite the firstborn in Egypt of the Jews. So, so the, over there, the Torah's language is Peter Rechem, um, which means the opening, the one who opened the womb. Okay, so now we have a technical issue here. If there's a cesarean... The um, womb is still open, it's just open. No, the womb wasn't open, but it was. I mean, the womb it, it means the it's cervix. the so cervix, I think. Yeah. The Rechem womb is cervix? Or you it means womb, the word, it's a good point, the word Rechem means womb, but it means the one who... Oh, okay. You have to open first it a certain open. way. You can only open it a certain way. The question is, is a cesarean birth Scalable is not considered... Count. Technically, uh, op- meaning as far as redeeming the firstborn, if there's, if that child was born cesarean, a male child, then we don't do pidyon uh, abed. It's called. We don't do redeem. We don't do redemption of the firstborn because of the language the Torah uses, because there was no opening. We split open the. the Would the second son then be no, the firstborn? No. So that's all. That's what he's going to say now. So look, if you look at halacha number zayin here. Says the uh, the second I've paragraph in the book. I've yeah. come to realize he's ready with the answers for the questions before we give them. Bichor <laughs> Shenolad um, says a Bichor that was born Benituach Kesari. Kesari is the Hebrew term for Caesar. Okay, if you've ever been there's a city in Israel called Caesarea, which is called Kisaria in, in Hebrew. Caesarea. So um, so Kesari says Benituach Kesari, and that's the modern Hebrew term for a a, a cesarean uh, apparition, okay? Ituach means apparition. Patur mitanat bechorim berev pesach. So he too is a cesarean. No. Avi. No. Wow. So uh, they're exempt from the tanat bechorim from fasting on erev pesach um, for the same reason because we the criteria given to this bechor the bechor of erev pesach is the same criteria of pidyon so the, even though, of course, Ta'anit Pechorim is nothing to do with, it's not biblical, but the same criteria the Torah gave for Pidyon Aben, for redeeming the firstborn, we use that same criteria to define the firstborn as far as this is concerned. So therefore he says if it's a cesarean-born child, don't have to fast. It's curious why. Yeah, you do wonder about why that. What? Why what? Why does it have to be the same rule? Because I, this is what we call it in yeshiva, we used to go actually here. Rabbi Lipsky coined the term. It's called the Home Depot rule, um, which is that uh, that uh, the Home Depot principle is that whenever the rabbis made something rabbinical, they used the same criteria as the, as the Torah already made. What does it mean? The Home Depot rule means like if you remember in the old days, for uh, I don't know, that uh, when the Pentagon when they would anytime they would have to they would have to make a toilet seat, so they'd go cost them $30,000 a screw because they made the screw from scratch. Then they realized you can get that same screw for 50 cents in Home Depot, right? Yeah. At some point when they complained about the budget. So, so that's the Home Depot. So the same thing, the rabbis, when they invented new concepts, they used the same criteria. They didn't make a new screw, which would cost $50,000. They used the same criteria as the Torah already uses for that. So in other words, any rabbinical rule that's related to a biblical concept, so they use the same criteria. Okay, I, I mean, I hear you. You don't invent new criteria. Why, but okay. Because they It's an arbitrary decision. That's fine. No, no, it's. It's, it's got to be from the rabbi, uh, from the Torah, everything. 
No, 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 but I'm saying, let's say, in this case, we're talking about fasting on Erev Pesach, so that's a rabbinical concept. So, But we're saying the criteria of defining the firstborn for fasting on Erev Pesach, which is purely rabbinical, they use the same criteria that the Torah uses to define the firstborn. Relevant to Pidyan Aben, which is biblical. So they're taking the biblical application, in this case it's a rabbinical application, but they're using the biblical criteria for the same Makes sense. Why would they Don't try to invent the new rules? So, so you're yeah. saying it says yeah, in the Bible that if uh, the language peterechem is used in the Bible when it's defining okay. the the bechor in for that for the pidyon abed. So it's a parashat bo. It says kol uh, peterechem. Every child who opened the womb is the one. Uh, in the and do, do we know why? Um, why the cesarean was not considered? Is, is that also an arbitrary decision? Oh God! Nothing's arbitrary. God. I know theoretically, decisions. but why? But, uh, why? Why was that ruled not part of Pidona Ben? If you were mm-hmm. delivered by cesarean section. Oh, you mean why would they? Why not would you yeah. not include? Why? Why I, I, I that and not? And I can't tell you. Is it again yeah, an arbitrary decision? It's not a decision. It's a pasuk in the Torah. No, no, it says Peterechem, but the decision that Caesarea did not qualify as a Peterechem was an arbitrary oh, decision. It's not arbitrary, no. I'm saying they're defining the opening of the womb as a natural. Uh, that's birth. what I'm saying. But it's, it's not arbitrary. I'm saying they're, they're translating the word like that. I, no, I understand. That's they like, they, they that's chose. Arbitrary. There was a choice. No, no, I'm saying that's not arbitrary. We're, we're extrapolating that that's what it means. Why is the Torah telling you the one who opened the womb? Obviously, it's the firstborn who opened the womb. Clearly, it's coming to tell you. Speaking so. of the baby, right? No, I. So clearly, I get the Torah is. So the question is, what are we extrapolating? So the Torah quote the phrase "peterechem." Humans have to choose to decide what that means, and the rabbis, in their infinite so wisdom, have decided was, that "peterechem" no, means to come through the service. Understood. It could be was, that was uh, Moshe got to Moshe at Sinai. Again, in the oral law, that's the habit that of it went through the cervix. Yeah. But that's and it's opening of the womb means that's, I mean, that's the tradition. The tradition the doctor should open up the womb. Not the fetus. What? The doctor should make a pigeon in there. Not the fetus. Is that true? The womb. Nah. I've never seen a baby cut from the inside to do a cesarean section. For, for cesarean, yes. Yeah. Doctor opened the right. That's right, that's the right. Thing's so. closed. That's what exactly does Peter Rechem mean? The womb remains closed, including the cervix. After a cesarean. I'll check on that. Right, but so there, it hasn't been opened. For some reason, you're right. The word Rechem in Hebrew means womb. They're translating that as the cervix. So what is the word Peter It means open on her, but it's got another kind of meaning. Does it mean to stretch? The muscle or something. I mean, no, it was just open. Petr. The word Petr. It's a good question. Petr. I'm not sure what the root of that word is. Because it might be a very specific a word. Do we use that word anywhere else? The word is Petr it, uh, is, is uh, used. Uh, but I don't know the source. Petr. I, I suppose Petr. I actually have a open. Hirsch in my car. I'll, I'll run out of the Yeah, but, but, but Petr is probably like Petr. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it comes from. The word Petr. But... Uh, Actually, that would be a good it, source. It had to be the um, only opening. I'm going to run and give me his one second. You have been listening to the MP3 project from the Jewish Ethic Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures, please visit our website at j-ethics.org. 
שלום.